Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part three of Bill Johnson's message about abiding and listening. Here's Bill. Good on to verse five. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, I in him bears much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. Now, Jesus announces to you and to me that we can't do anything without him. But 10 chapters earlier, he announced he can do nothing without the Father. All he's done is he's trying to bring us into the same place of dependency he lives in. He has set the example. He has modeled the lifestyle, the value system, and he's just working from day one to bring us into the same place of dependency. Because in the same way, he could do nothing without the Father. That's how much he emptied himself. He's still eternally God, but he emptied himself to function as a human being dependent on the Father. In doing so, he set an example and then passed it off and announces to you and me, now you can do nothing. What's that for? He puts you in a position where you can do nothing and then he requires everything which means we're going to have to learn dependency to pull this off because he's expecting fruitfulness. So what is my responsibility? Abide it. Stay connected. Just keep the, protect the connection. What about the fruit bearing? Don't worry about it. He'll prune you. You just listen. Listen to what he says. The fruit bearing will be natural. All right, move on quickly and we'll try to wrap this up. Anyone does not abide in me, verse six, he's cast out as a branch is withered. They gather them, throw them into the fire. Who is not abiding? Say it's a, it's a branch, all right? When the branch is no longer connected, it's just a stick. It's no longer a fruit-bearing branch. So it has no value. It's just put into a fire. Verse 7, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire, and it will be done for you. When Mary, the mother of Jesus, heard of the angel's message over her son, when the wise men came concerning what they had heard, concerning the star in the east, when they heard the prophetic words from Anna and Simeon, she heard all these different words from God about her son. The Bible says she pondered these things in her heart. What it means is, She took these words, she put them in a safe place, and then would bring them out to re-examine and then return to a safe place. It's a valuable thing to me when God speaks. I don't paint it on the walls of my house. I protect the word because it's got to be nurtured in a safe place. It's got to be nurtured in the womb of my heart where I remember what God has said and I bring it out and look at it. I have things that God has spoken to me 30 and 40 years ago. I still bring out and re-examine them. Now put them in the safe place. What did Jesus say? He says, if you abide in me, you maintain the connection and my words have a resting place in you then that combination of abiding, the connection relationally and the connection with his heart and his mind, 
you will naturally pray for things that the Father will want to respond to. And by those answers, he is glorified because he created a system whereby you can be eternally productive. He is glorified through fruit. And in this particular verse, the fruit is answers to prayer. But he's not answering any whim because he refuses to answer any prayer that undermines my purpose. I've also noticed the Lord will actually answer the desire of an unbeliever before the carnal desire of a believer. Because the desire of an unbeliever can woo them into a relationship with him. But if he emphasizes the carnality of a believer, he emphasizes that which separates their heart from his. He's looking for the relational journey where when he says amen to, to the cry of our heart, that relationship is strengthened. It is enhanced. What's supposed to happen in this walk with the Lord is that desires are formed in us as the offspring of our walk with God. that dreams and desires would form because of our time spent. Spent not just with a shopping list, but spent with sharing the heart of God. That's the context of friends. He says, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. Why? Because the servant doesn't know what the master is doing. The servant doesn't get a picture of the behind the scenes. This is what moves me. This is what marks me. This is my value system. The servant doesn't get access to that. But the friend does. The friend gets to see what moves him. So we, we pray out of an understanding of his heart. We, we pray out of this great privilege to make cries in the earth that represent his heart well. The word here, anything you desire, is two words in the New Testament for will of God. And one is uh, that which is concrete. It's established. You can vote yes or no. It doesn't matter. It's going to happen anyway. It's like Jesus is coming back. Well, I don't believe it. Doesn't matter. You don't get to vote. (laughs) Your prayer has nothing to do with it. Your belief system has nothing to do with it. He's just decided he's going to do it. Period. It's going to be done. That's the will of God. But there's another whole part of the will of God that is actually one of the ways it could be described is it's a dream or desire, a wish of God. You say, well, he can pull off anything he wants. He can force anything into being that he wants to, but his dream is not the outcome. His dream is the journey with yielded people that help to bring about the desired outcome. He values the journey above the destination. So he brings us into this relationship where we have the privilege privilege of lifting up the cry of our heart the will of God, that which is set in concrete, then there's the dream, the wish. You know, in, uh, you remember what we call the Lord's Prayer, the, really the disciples' prayer, because in it is the confession of sin and Jesus didn't have any. In that prayer, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, will be done. That word will, it's dream, wish. It's a prayer, God, we want your dreams We want your dreams to happen here, just like they do in heaven. There's no hindrance to your dream there, but there is here. It's called the will of man that you empowered. 
And so it's a, it's a mirroring of the heart of God. I tell people half humorously all the time, listen, you, you tell me God doesn't hear you when you pray. Well, talk to him about what he wants to talk about. <laughs> it's really good. It's better than you thought it was. It was really good. Talk to him about it. He really loves the nations. Talk to him about it. Tell his dream gets, is, is your dream. See, that's the whole point is the interaction continues until we pick up his heart. We begin to mirror back to him, not as robots, robots programmed to pray for specific things, but as sons and daughters that learn what our destiny is all about. And we lift up the cries of the heart representing his heart. And there's something happening in that merging of hearts, the marriage of hearts, where the father becomes glorified because he delighted in your cry and he answers and it says, all of creation celebrates that God created a system whereby a covenant people can make a difference in the course of world history. A covenant people can have prayers answered and it is his delight to do so. It's this, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. And in this context, the fruit is answers to prayer. Verse 16 says, you didn't choose me, I chose you, appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Interesting, you've been appointed to bear fruit. Me too. And that fruit should remain. Listen to this, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. What's the point? The point is, is he's trying to uh, create the relational connection between a yielded heart and a generous heart so that his purposes will be fully realized in the earth and all creation will celebrate his plan worked. His plan worked. Broken, destroyed, hell-bent humanity, redeemed. And now they're making a difference in the course of world history. We never thought it could work, but it's working. Look, they were forgiven. Now they look so much like Jesus. This is amazing. It's working. All of creation groans and travails for the sons and daughters of God to realize who they are and take their rightful place. That is this purpose, this prayer. Heaven is waiting to celebrate the answers to prayer, but it's a result of not a request. It's the result of a yes to a journey. May that increase on us a hundredfold beyond what we've ever imagined or thought of or heard of. Before. That was Bill Johnson, and you can find that, that clip was on Bill YouTube. Johnson, and you can you find that under clip on YouTube. Bill Johnson, if you've searched abide under and listen. Bill Johnson, abide and, and you can listen. Also find out more information and about him find out more at his website about bjm at his website bjm. Hope everybody is doing wonderfully today. Hope everybody is doing wonderfully today, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless. <laughs>